All right, we're now recording. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. New and improved, revamped. We're super pumped and excited to be bringing it back. Um, and yeah, we're sticking with the name. Got a lot of feedback from great people. Um, and I just love the premise of the show. Um, I have our same special guests that we, as always, right? Uh, Wally and his brother, Fung. Uh, what's up, guys? What up, what up? Pleasure to be here. Um, typically, I'm the guy cutting video. I'm in the back, so I'm never on camera. So this is kind of cool to be on camera. And this is, uh, you know, this is nice. Like my background. Yeah, your background is super dope. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. So, hey, I'm Wally. Uh, you guys have definitely heard from me before, and I'm super excited to be back as uh, co-hosting the podcast. I'll be on some episodes. I don't know if I'll be on like all 100 like we did originally, but yeah. uh, but I think that uh, I'll, I'll definitely be on on occasion. So super excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. If you, got, if, you, if you don't know Wally's story, you got to do is go back to the beginning of the podcast and hear his uh, story. His, uh, his, his drug dealer story is uh, pretty, uh, that episode was popping. <laughs> yeah. I always, I, I used to tell, like, it's funny how many of my, my team and like people that I've met across time and now like listen to that and been like, Oh my God, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So if you're brand new to the show, right. You know, this is new. Uh, originally the podcast was all audio. Now we're going to be actually streaming on the YouTube channel. So some of you guys may be seeing this for the first time, uh, then follow me on YouTube. Uh, welcome to the show. The entire premise of this show is to bring you those aha light bulb moments that we have deemed knowledge boners, right? So every time you have a breakthrough and epiphany, um, we deem that congratulations, you had a knowledge boner. That's what it's all about, right? Learning and having those light bulb moments and having breakthroughs in your business. So the show is of course for, for people that are, you know, into business and entrepreneurship and what better way to have aha moments than by seeing both sides of the story. Right. And I feel like in, in the terms of marketing and stuff, we've all been taught, um, you know, of course, be polarizing and throw rocks at other things and, and have people on your beliefs. But when you hear both sides of the spectrum on, on two different viewpoints, um, that's when real breakthroughs actually happen. Right. Like, oh, I agree with that. I disagree with this. So that's what it's all about. I can't wait to have a lot of, uh, of upcoming special guests on the show. But um, I want to give a recap. So when we first did this, I mean, gosh, we launched a show like when Wally has been like two years. Well, longer than that, 2019. So it's three wow. years now. Yeah, th three, yeah three, years. Years now. three years now. Yeah, when we, when we first, you know, launched the show, our goal was just to do like 100 episodes. Um, and then up up through that journey, we've had some really big special guests on the show, right? Um, which so funny, kind of carrying into it. What a lot of people here viewing the show don't know is, you know, what, what's been going on from 2019 to to now. Um, all of us have actually been pretty wildly successful with our businesses. And if you guys go back to the show, our, our original goal was to get uh, Wally's mentor, right? Or ended up being come and mentored by Jason Capital, right? So to this day, Jason Capital is one of our biggest, our biggest episodes that people have tuned into. Um, and then, you know, at his events, right? We actually told this journey on the show. We went to the event, got him on the, on the podcast. And then afterwards, one of his speakers at the event, uh, Sharon Shravista, you know, who sold a company for $3.5 billion, not only came onto the show, but then came my mentor. Right. And then uh, another guest speaker of the show, you know, um, the infamous Kevin Hutto, who is absolutely amazing, um, became mentored to Fung over here. Rest um, in you peace, know, Kevin Hutto. Yes. Rest in peace. Definitely rest in peace. In my eyes, going to be the OG when it comes to marketing. Right. Um, 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the excitement we had, uh, when, when he came on stage you know, everything was kind of like really marketing from people, this guy walks out pen board. And, just and we like, knew just from him looking, we're like, with this guy knows some stuff. We're like, man, yeah. look at him. 
Like yeah. that looks like the guy in the back, the Mad Hatter, the Mad Chemist, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. The guy that walks out and just says, cool, I'm not going to give you any fluff. Let's just go right into it. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not a guru. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to teach you. And then we knew we're like, wait a second, we should probably pay attention to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And, um, we, we joke around a lot on this show too, about how we're all anime lovers. And there was a, a reference that I had made to uh, Fung before about uh, an anime called Naruto. And in Naruto, there's these 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 legendary people called the Three Sonnen. And um, I was telling him, I was like, dude, you know, when you think about it, we're like all being mentored by multimillionaires right now. And it's almost like they're they're the Three Sonnen in Naruto. Fung's like, huh? You know what? You're you're kind of right. Like, you know, while he's got Jason Capital, Fung's got uh, Kevin Hutto. I have Sharon, and we all kind of stayed in contact, but. Uh, the irony of it is that in in, in Naruto, one in the legendary Sonnen, who we all agreed, who was Kevin Hutto, right? <laughs> yeah. Pervy Sensei. I mean, yeah. just couldn't, nothing fills that any better. Um, passed away in, in Naruto. And then lo and behold, uh, when he passed away in real life, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I was like did, I, <laughs> did I jinx it by making the reference? And, um, but yeah, very, very, very sad to see him go um, due to COVID. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, and he's touched definitely so many people, um, every single person that we know that have, have had business with them has said nothing but amazing things about Kevin. So yeah, definitely I recommend I, looking into his, his content. We actually, uh, like uh, in Jason's team, cause I worked in Jason's team for the last couple of years, we actually hired Kevin Hutto, um, to come in as like our marketing guru, like Mad Hatter for, for a little bit. So I got to spend a little time with him and it was like, it was like, the goal was to get like a marketing MBA from Kevin Hutto, like while he was consulting us. So that was really cool to like work with him and like, and like learn a lot. So I have nothing but like respect for that man for sure. Yeah. I think about that. If you're, those are fans of the show and a lot of listeners here is a huge fans of uh, JC as well. Right. I mean, JC went to Kevin for consulting that just to show you the, the level of knowledge that, that Kevin had um, on the back burner. So, but Hey, on the plus side, I mean, Fung, you're one of the last people to be under his wing, man. And you've lost, you've learned some stuff. Yeah, man. It, it was super interesting, right? So to your point, when we got to see Kevin Hutto on stage uh, at High Status Summit, you know, I thought that was, uh, at that point in time, I was, I hadn't really got mentored by anybody or like wanted to be mentored by anybody. And he just reminded me of just like, you know, just like one of my old friends from Louisiana just showed up on stage, like not given, you know, not given two shits about anybody. It's like, look, this is what works. Take it or leave it. Right. And I remember looking at you guys and I was like, that's the guy I want to be mentored by. When he opens up a coaching program, now I'm in. And sure enough, at the beginning of 2021, you know, he opened up a program called Digital Oil Wells. And this was the concept of like creating your path to freedom um, by creating these oil wells that generated you income, um, it's, it's earned income that eventually turns into passive income, right? And so it's like just like this, um, this chart that he built uh, on time and effort, you know, the amount of time, the amount of effort that you put in right now uh, on projects. And then over time, the effort gets less and less as you get results. And then your profit margins just... Once your profit margin hits, like it was game over. Um, I'll never forget that email. I remember telling, I, was, I texted Wally. I was like, Wally, Kevin just released a program. I think, I think I'm going to get in it. I'm going to see what's up. <laughs> he was like, do it, man. And he was like, you know, I, I strongly invest in, uh, want to invest into a mentor. And, and Wally's like, I'm over here in Puerto Rico hanging out, hanging out with JC. Like, see what you got. And sure enough, this dude 
this dude knew knew his stuff, right? He was a former Wall Street guy. So he's actually a former sales guy, just like yourself, Dylan, like straight cold dolls. He like he knows like the uh, the sales game um, was in that for uh, in his 20s, uh, early 20s is when he started that career. And then um, eventually got really good at the Internet in the early 2000s and just, like was figured out that he was pretty good at advertising and then built a marketing agency, stepped away from Wall Street, built a marketing agency, and then was just super depressed about his agency. He, he worked with uh, Verizon and AT&T, like back in the early days of like the internet, you know, he helped people with their early advertising, which was really interesting to, to learn. I was like, holy crap, this guy like, this guy knows his shit. You know, and walks out on stage yeah. and is like, "Yeah, guys, have an agency and client sucks." Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's like client, agency client clients suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, when he built that agency, he built the exact thing that he hated, and then ended up selling, not even selling, like pretty much gave away his ownership to the other partners, and um, dwelt just dwelled on this idea of like, there's got to be a way to create these systems and make money from the internet without having to like have a shit ton of clients. Right. And sure enough, he, um, his favorite project in like 2009, he came up with this idea sitting in a bar, he had two beers and uh, a napkin pretty much and wrote out this sales letter, uh, this idea and concept of something called for the hustler secret. And this is for golfers. So he was a big golf advocate. He played golf as a kid with his dad and had a mentor in golf that would go and play tournaments in like the uh, the eighties, you know, this was before the internet was really around, and they would go out and hustle on these guys at these tournaments, right? And there was a particular trick that they used uh, in order to like get get the beginning part of the game going, right? And so in golf, there's a in the beginning part you're driving the ball, right? And so you're out there, you have to like hit the ball as far as you can. Um, straight, you know, straight as possible without it curving left and right. And, you know, a lot of people slice the ball, right? It's like it goes to the left or it goes to the right all the time. doesn't matter who you are. It happens. And so he had this, uh, his mentor had taught him this, uh, this trick to use essentially the secret to, if you take this polishing cloth with this little bit of substance and rub it on the face of your club, you'll drive the ball straighter than an arrow or you drive the ball 200 yards straighter than your arrow every single time. Um, Kevin really, Kevin didn't believe it at first, but then when he started doing it, they started winning tournaments. They're like, he was like, holy shit, because he was making money from it, you know? And then when his mentor passed, he felt like the way, while he was sitting in that bar, drinking, you know, a little two beers, trying to figure out his life, he was like, this is what I'm going to sell. It's like, that's a tutelage to my mentor. Like I would do him a disservice if I didn't try to make money off of this. <laughs> that's because that's what they did was made money, you know? And what he did was this, this substance, he, all it was, was Vaseline. He literally went to Walmart, bought a $3 tub of Vaseline and like 90 cent green food color dye, mixed it up in a, um, a bag and put it in a dip can, right? One of those old dip cans, took all the tobacco out, filled it up, clear all the label out, wrote Hustler Secret on it and sold it for 50 bucks on the internet. For like, from like 2009 to like 2014, he made anywhere from like three to 4 million, I think off of that one product. 
margins are nuts on that, by the way. Right. Three dollars and a three dollar tube. You know, he probably made eighty percent, like eighty five percent, probably after shipping. 80%. Yeah, like he made like 10, 10 or twelve of those cans off of one tube, maybe. Right, like yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I it, yeah, I know. I'm I'm so I'm so sad they passed away too because I was really excited to eventually have him on the show. Um, I mean, in terms of knowledge, boner moments, I, I remember sitting by Fung when he was on some of those coaching classes and the ideas and the stories that Kevin was saying, and me sitting right next to him, I'm just like, wow. I mean, some huge mind, mind blowing. I mean, talking back in strategy, remember when he first ta- started talking about like taxes and crypto and his masterminds and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. like I was literally just stunned, like, yeah. holy cow, that's like next level stuff. Right. Um, you know, but it didn't even makes sense unless you're doing like a million dollars a month at that point. Like that's just to show you the level of it here, <laughs> but, um, he would show up on our coaching calls to give everybody context, like, like how he liked to live his life. Um, he would show up on his coaching calls next to his pool. I remember one time he showed up, he was sitting in his, he was actually in his pool shirtless, smoking a cigars and goes, what's up mofos. Right. That's like, all right this this is the mentor i want to learn from right like because he didn't have to be there he didn't have to be there he he willingly built this program to teach other people the same concept because of like of his life you know so may rest in peace for sure unfortunate i i definitely definitely learned a lot it was uh yeah i learned a lot he was definitely a conspiracy theorist too so that's like oh yeah (laughs) heavy conspiracy theorist so like that gave him a lot of insight on psychology so let's start with you. Let's start with you, Fung. Because one thing I want to do is, is you know, not only are we revamping the show, but um, you know, we've all had a long break of literally being mentored by multimillionaires, right? And we've all grown hugely. I know, especially you two, a lot. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people know <laughs> how much in the behind the scenes of the, some of the stuff you guys are doing is it's pretty crazy. Um, but for you, right, and following in his footsteps and kind of being that tutelage, right? Like, what's what's next for you, right? Tell, why don't you kind of fill everybody in on, on the growth? Um, also, tell them about what you guys have going on right here in the Florida area with y'all's, y'all's networking event, because you guys are doing some pretty big stuff. Yeah. So uh, essentially what's next for me, what was happening was is that I didn't really want to build an agency either. I didn't want to onboard a lot of clients. And so the concept of oil wells where you just, you could have an idea and sell a product uh, or an info product, physical or info product online, anywhere from 25 to um, like, I think like $70 was the, the number that he put. And you can make anywhere from like five, if you made anywhere from 500 to, to like six figures a month, he's like, that's pretty good, right? With minimal effort, low overhead, very, very low fulfillment, you know, so that's what I was learning in, in his program, essentially, was trying to figure out these products and ideas. Um, but his thing was pay to play, right? And so uh, I wasn't, I'm not, you know, at the time, I'm not really, I don't have the, the cash flow really to be like just throwing ad dollars like he's doing. He's like, yeah, just test this out right here. Just throw some ad money at him. Like, I'm like, well, what's the organic way to like do this, right? I was like, He's like, oh yeah, just go into some Facebook groups and things like that and like network your way in there and see how you can get like some, uh, just some bites, right? And so my, the concept I had was creating this water report because uh, I'm an affiliate for a water machine uh, and it's a 5K product. And this is a, 
uh, sitting in, in, in his uh, program, he said, write a list of ideas out there, which you think they would work. So I had like 20 ideas. He shot them all down and said, I had like a travel idea. I had a, um, actually I have a, now I actually have a bug spray idea, which I think would work uh, <laughs> just because of the training that I went through. But I, I had a lot of on my list based just off of information. Like I wanted to do something off of anime to try to create uh, Jiraiya's like uh, erotic books. Cause uh, he also created a, an erotic novel series under the, the alias uh, Sandy Stroker. You can look him up on Amazon, hundred percent. One of the like, fairy tales, uh, erotica novels, uh, one of the best sailors. It was how crazy is it? That it's that similar to Jiraiya, by the yeah, way, like how yeah. crazy is that? <laughs> <laughs> so similar. I thought it was insane. I mean, I didn't believe him. He was like, oh yeah, it totally worked. He's like, I bought the rights to this lady's photos, created a Twitter account, like created a Facebook page. He was like, I knew this idea was going to work. He just, all he did was hire editors and, um, and writers to write it. Right. And it generated him anywhere from like um, one month, it would generate him like 2K, but it would always generate him like two, 200 to 300 bucks a month, right? Just, you know, randomly. Um, and that, that, that payment that came in through his bank account, his wife was always embarrassed when it came in. She's like, I can't believe you're still getting paid from this. <laughs> so, to, to that, I'm building some of these small projects. So I built a water report that was like a custom report for people and then I'm getting a bite on it. And I sold it, sold two of them for, uh, for 25 bucks and then actually upsold one into a water machine. I was like, yeah, it actually worked. I struck oil. And then, then I was like, well, I, it, it took a lot of like more research and stuff like that to do the water report because then I was like, ah, like, what else can I do that's like really in my wheelhouse and like what's really works for me? So taking all the things that I really learned in his program, I was really trying to uh, figure out what my strengths were. Right. And so what my strengths were at that time was that I was trying to get really embedded into the community here in St. Pete. And I really wanted to see how the local business was going to like improve, like the local economy was going to do here since St. Pete's a growing city that had the pier that was built. Uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, um, when we when we lived here first, the pier wasn't built. So it was St. Pete was a pretty small town, like really, really small town at the time. It wasn't like as thriving as uh, like Tampa or anything was. Um, and now St. Pete's like practically like about to compete with Tampa as far as like tech space and things like that. So I saw an opportunity to create a community because um, for for us, while we were in Dallas, we did a lot of networking groups. Ironically enough, Wally and I do online marketing and advertising and our entire business is built offline, right? Like every single client that we acquired has met us face-to-face -face and we've actually either had a cup of coffee with them, we shared our meal with them, we laughed, uh, no crying, uh, I don't think, <laughs> but, yeah, I have questions. Well, he's but, like, <laughs> happy, happy tears, happy tears. <laughs> happy tears, more likely. But uh, yeah, so like our entire business structure was built offline. And it, that was like the really interesting part to me because we're, we're helping people build their online brands, their online profiles, building these email campaigns, writing blogs, you know, creating social media strategies for these guys. And so I was like, I saw an opportunity to create a, a local networking group here because the one we attended in Dallas was what helped us grew our 
grew, you know, grew our business, you know. Um, so I can kind of give everybody a context of that. While we, while Wally and I were in Dallas for, from 2018 to 2020, the end of 2020, we just did business the traditional way. We were, we got tired of like going through Facebook groups and going through people's Instagram followers, DMing people. And it's like, I'd rather just talk to somebody face to face, right? Because that's just how traditional business is done. And so, and that, and we come from a family of entrepreneurs too. Like that's how my dad built his business. He, uh, he learned, the, he had to learn English and build his business and, you know, handshaking people with a different language barrier. Right. And then built a brand. My dad became successful in his own right. So using that as a model, I was like, well, how do I do it here? Right. And I spent the time to be a customer of just about everybody here all in 2021 in order to, to like cultivate that. Right. So, and while we were in Dallas, we were a part of this networking group that would meet once a week and they would do 30 second pitches and 30 second testimonials with the opportunities of one-on-ones, but in these one-on-ones, you couldn't sell anybody. You had to ask two questions and it was, how can I help you? Uh, and who are you looking for? So by asking these two questions, you get an inside look in your business just from somebody who you've never met right and if you sold somebody that means if you tried to sell them your services and they didn't buy from your pitch then you were not invited back to the group right like there was like a strict like strict policy that you could not sell we're like oh, okay that, that's interesting so we had to figure out ways of how to really really build relationships and that Enter as we were in the the cusp of really really like building our business networking and stuff like that uh, the pandemic hit right in the middle of 2020 all of a sudden we get our our physical business all of a sudden gets taken out from the knees and we're like oh my gosh what are we gonna do but it was a blessing in disguise because what happened it forced everyone else to actually enter the online space so now everyone's meeting online everyone's cool with phone calls you know the whole six apart and then that's when we saw our opportunity to move to st pete we were like oh well everyone can be online now we're good like let's let's go back to an area where not necessarily we can start over but really try to figure out like what kind of community we can be a part of right if dallas is a bustling city and the pandemic all of a sudden shut it down no one's going out and seeing each other what places are open right so ended up coming back here to Florida, coming to hang out with you. And then uh, at the beginning of 2021, uh, while I was in Puerto Rico, I was here in St. Pete. And then, yeah, all of 2021, I became a customer of everybody. And I decided to build a, a local network of who I thought was going to be entrepreneurs and just regular business owners. But it actually was uh, what I thought was going to be a networking group decided to, to grow and develop for community growth, supporting local businesses. Oh, people and, love it. Like and the, business the feedback, education. The feedback from y'all's events that you guys are doing every single month. Like, it's just so cool to hear uh, the people, just the change in people. I think uh, coming up, this is going to be your, what, your fourth, your third or fourth? Fourth one. Four, number four coming up, right? And Next Thursday. I, and I don't think the people listening understand the extent, like literally, like, especially Fung, because he's you know been here longer than Wally while he was in Puerto Rico. Fung's like literally a local celebrity. Like, you cannot walk down downtown St. Pete st pete without him just fist pumping somebody walking by like they all <laughs> everyone knows him he's been putting like literally like if, if there's any like doubling down and focusing on one thing this guy every single day 
Like, I don't even, dude, I don't think I've ever seen a full day where you didn't go into downtown. Right. Like you've been too brutally shaking hands, meeting people face to face, like literally practicing what he's preaching to the thing. And what's really cool. Cause when you think about it, even like football, like people in NFL, everyone starts as a local authority, right? You know, you, you, you school kids on the football field for your high school and everyone knows your name in the high school area. And then you go to college and then the entire area of the city knows you in college. And then when you go to the next level, then you kind of become like a celebrity across the, the world, you know, but every, every, everything has to start locally. Uh, so it's really cool to see how much of a, a St. Pete authority you two have, <laughs> have truly become in the community as I go to in the relationship buildings next level. But more importantly, the value you guys are giving uh, is, is, you know, expecting nothing in return. You guys really kind of Gary VS that up. So, well, yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And it wasn't until recently that me and Wally figured out what we wanted to offer everybody because of that. Right. You know, we finally, you know, in business, a lot of the times, you know, especially in our space, right. People try to figure out what's your next offer. What are you going to do? Right. Thanks to the networking group, we were able to figure out what we were going to offer. I won't tell anybody. You'll find out later. Maybe soon, come soon my network group. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put, let's put down the details uh, below the video too on YouTube. If anyone is yep. in the Florida area, I know my, my audience is pretty, pretty wide. A lot of people in other countries, but if you are in Florida and near Clearwater, St. Peter, Tampa, uh, definitely come to the networking events. I'll, I'll put the details down below so people can check that out. Um, but yeah, dude, that's huge. So, so very, very big growth there. Really excited to see what you guys do coming up with that. And um, while we're on the subject of uh, Puerto Rico, right. Uh, Wally, for those that are tuning in the show before, I think it was at the point when you were getting ready to go and move, right? Now we did an episode of you kind of talking about the tax benefits. You're talking about taxes and stuff and why you're, you're leaving. And then now people are like, wait, what, why, what's he doing back? So uh, it's, it's no secret, right? You know, JC, Jason Capital has talked about this before. Um, you know, he, he lost his Instagram account, set up a new one. It happens in business. Facebook and IG, man, they're, they're a mind of their own. They suck when it comes to entrepreneurs. <laughs> they sure, super picky, sure. right? So once that happened, uh, you know, JC had to let go of the team. And uh, so now Wally is back here, which is pretty cool as like, you know, a free agent doing his own thing. And, you know, also it's no secret, like, dude, you made a lot of money with JC, man. <laughs> like, like a lot, a lot of money working with him. And I know you made him a lot of money. So why don't you kind of fill people in on, on, you know, how you developed kind of being with him for years uh, and how you're going to transition that into your company now. And then I have a lot of questions for you specifically, because I think it'd be really valuable for people to see um, the, the change from somebody working with a mentor up like that close for a long period of time, and then kind of transitioning to be like their own, their own entrepreneur, um, you know, huge, huge light bulb moments for people here. So um, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I guess, yeah, just to give context. Um, so, so back in 2020, I was, uh, I, I got invited to speak at a high status summit, which is uh, Jason Capital's, um, you know, his in-person event. It was the last one. Um, and so I spoke at that event. And then right afterwards, like probably within a month, um, he, I, I was invited to come full-time onto the team. So that was in 2020. Um, and so that's kind of where I started with, uh, with, with Jason Capital, like in terms of like, like actually working in the business. Cause before I had been just a customer and then I'd been invited to events and he just knew me as like an agency owner. You know what I mean? At that point. And, and I had been consulting, I actually ran the high status summit 2020 campaign, um, as a consultant for his business. Um, I sold all the tickets. I did the mini chat stuff, like all that. Um, we sold around 850 ish tickets overall. And we had like, you know, around 600 people show up or so, which is, which is pretty dope. Um, and I sold those tickets. That was like one of my biggest like event campaigns. So that was like a, a huge win for me. 
Great um, numbers. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was super excited at, at the turnout for sure. And so right after that is when I came on full time for his team because he was starting to chest out uh, the chat stuff, right? Selling by chat, and they had already like built a system for um, for Instagram, right? Um, it wasn't automated. There was no uh, there was no like IG automation that there is available today that didn't exist yet. So it was just very like they were kind of just kind of breaking the surface of Instagram. I think they had their first. Um, uh, they had like consistently were doing like like had five figure months and then they did their first like six figure month on Instagram around whenever I came in, um, which which is pretty dope. And so then the reason that I came in was because they had started a second team. You know, Jason also has a really big TikTok account. It has like two point seven million followers now at this point, but it was it was in its like infancy of growing at that point. I think we were I think we were probably at like maybe five hundred k or more, but like stuff was just going crazy viral. And so they were like, oh, well, like we already have this chat stuff figured out on Instagram. Um, what if we could do it on TikTok too, right? And they didn't have anybody to, to kind of help with the Facebook stuff. And then, but then they found out, oh shit, like there's automation on that side too, because they, they found out about ManyChat. So that's what they got. They got interested in kind of like figuring out how they could utilize automation, so to speak. Um, so that's why I, I kind of came in as that component, as well as knowing the chat stuff. Does that make sense? Was TikTok very strict with like the kind of terms of service and rules like IG was at that point? Um, so no, not exactly. You know, TikTok was more of like the Wild Wild West. And, mm. and you know, you could kind of, and like, the, so the way to think about TikTok back then was kind of like real estate, right? Um, and, and so like you would post a video and like say that, let's say that video went viral, right? Well, well, that video continues to go viral, even if you post another video, if that makes sense, right? So there's like this nice scaling effect that happened as you got multiple viral videos in a row. So what we found out is we were posting like three times a day on TikTok and we were like, okay, well, we're getting viral like on one of these videos. What if we posted like five times a day? Let's just see, like, what's the difference, right? Posted five times and then it started growing more and more stuff went viral. Like, what, what if we just post more? Like, what happens if we do more? Yeah, so the then we went viral, to seven. The whole uh, volume <laughs> game, like Hermosi was talking about, you just post yeah. more, it's crazy, the... Yeah. So then we went to seven, you know, and we're in it and, you know, just kept on going. We, and we went more, but we, we, we found out that diminishing returns came too high after like seven. So we just stayed around like five to seven posts a day um, on TikTok for, for, for a long time. So as that was growing up, we, were, we started driving leads into um, Facebook, right? A Facebook page through ManyChat. Um, and then that's where I came in was helping that team overall. Uh, and so, so, uh, I came in as a consultant at first there, they weren't paying me a lot, but then basically, uh, the guy, there was a guy that running that team and he like, for whatever reason, decided to leave. And so then I came in and filled in that position full-time, uh, for, for them, uh, where I oversaw the chat team. So I was basically the, the chat sales manager for, for the mini chat teams in Jason Capital's business at first. What are um, the biggest skills you think you've learned over that? Cause obviously like probably like leadership, I know you did a lot of team management, um, but you know, over the whole like two years, what would you say kind of like the three main skills that really kind of added on that elevated you to like where you are now? Yeah. So I would say that, um, I got, uh, I got really good at figuring out what, what's a priority and what's not a priority, uh, in terms of the business, like, like what needs to get done today and how, and why it needs to get done today versus like the other things that are, that are kind of in the list, so to speak. So prioritization, um, obviously team management, as you said before, like running a big team, like that's important. And then building uh, SOPs, right? Like the organizational side of the business, like 
great, we have a process that works. Okay, how do we make sure that everybody does the same process and it's uniform across the board? So that way we, we get good results and we can continue to increase those results, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. um, I, I remember too, you were kind of struggling with the whole duplication thing like I was, right? You realize you're like, you're like, crap, you can't duplicate yourself. And it was the same thing for me in sales too. So what did you, did the SOPs like help in that aspect? Or um, how did you kind of get to the point where you're able to kind of simplify things down to that level? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. Um, and, and so basically where, where, where that came in specifically was more um, making the task easier. You know what I mean? Like for me, I, I can do like some complex tasks and think about it together and that kind of stuff. But people need a lot of step-by-step -step instructions, right? And they need a lot of repetition too in, in that training. So what I found is that the better my processes were and the more simple they were to follow for them, then it's really easy for 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 them to kind of like grasp it one and then i can give them more complex tasks later so to speak awesome man yeah we had a there was a huge there's an awesome class um i'm in i'm in uh sharon's mastermind in uh jace capital I actually taught an amazing class and you talk about knowledge boner moments dude he was dropping some bombs man like He's still, just because he lost his account, everyone here, I promise you, JC's still killing it. <laughs> he's still still doing very well. Um, but one thing I'm really intrigued by, you know, I actually, you know, just full transparency, everybody listening, right? Between me and Funk here, uh, even while he was working with JC, I mean, he made more money than me and Funk combined. Like, I mean, Wally's absolutely ripping it. Um, and, you know, the sleeveless hero over here. Which uh, which is which is so funny. Your outfit kind of reminds me of uh, what I saw JC wearing uh, when he was teaching the class. Lo and behold, kind of uh, interesting there. But um, I, I don't think I don't think Wally copied JC. I think uh, I think Wally had it first. <laughs> I'm just saying this is what I wore on every team call for like two years, like 18 months. You can see saying. older content of Wally too, and not wearing sleeves. I'm pretty sure there's an episode out there of him saying that he hates sleeves. Yeah. Mint the the mint will be rubbed off on the sensei there. Just um, saying. So one one thing that I think really interesting for a lot of people to hear, right? So from you going from learning under somebody of that caliber, you're kind of in a very unique situation because with your skill set and clientele to take and level up what you have, there's so many key components that there has to be in place for you for an ideal avatar. Right. I mean, you know, Jason had a team, he had like all this branding awareness and stuff. So for you to actually go model and duplicate everything you just did, it's like such a rarity of finding that. Right. Cause there's just all the key components. Otherwise it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but I think right now in the marketplace, um, there's this whole thing on, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's the syndrome where you imposter syndrome, right? It's all thing on posture yep. syndrome. And I used to feel like, um, you know how a lot of people will try to overcome the belief of imposter syndrome and just say, Hey, you should charge, charge what you're worth, you know, go high ticket, whatever. And a lot of people are like, well, I mean, I haven't really done anything. Can I really just jump on the high ticket? And now later after being in business so long and seeing people out in the marketplace, I actually, I kind of disagree with that now, right? I really feel like you have to have some kind of like proof of results to be able to do stuff. And for you being in the position you're in, it's kind of different and unique because you've proven that you can get results, right? Um, but how do you feel going into it knowing that, okay, you know, here I am, Wally, I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to build my own brand. I know I could successfully make other people that have a successful brand all this money, right? That's your value proposition. Um, and then going out and now teaching and being your own entrepreneur, 
you know, how, how does it affect your mindset when now it comes into like your pricing options and stuff and the value you get, you give to people, do you still feel like, well, I know how the skill, I can add this much value to anyone to make them all this money. Or do you feel like you need to prove it to yourself that you can do it for yourself first or someone not at his level? Or, or do you think that you can just go and jump right into it? Great question. Um, so, so the, the five second version is, I think that I can jump right into it. Um, but it's probably not for the reason that you think, uh, because, because my value prop is not the same anymore, if that makes sense. So um, like, because example right there, you, you kind of mentioned where it's like your value prop is you can, you know, if people have all these certain conditions, I can make them a lot of money right now. What, what people may not think about is, is like the utility aspect. Right. And, and I'll talk about utility now in, in just a moment, but it's like, I think if utility is like, is like your skills, right. The, the things that you're good at. So for me, like, yes, like technically you're right. Like I, if I were to promise that one thing to one person that would take all my time. Right. But I have a whole lot of skills that are monetizable and people will pay like medium to aggressive rates on, on those skills. For example, like, great. You uh, you're a business owner and you're working in the business too much and you want to build another revenue stream. I can help you build SOPs to give to your VA and you can then put now automate your business and you can go focus on something else. Right. That is worth quite a bit of chunk of change to the right person. Right. So now I have all these individual skills that I can help people with besides just having this one big robust thing that I offer somebody. And what's cool is that all these skills don't necessarily require me a lot of time to deliver. Right. I can build SOPs really fast, for example, because I've had to do it so much and had to do so much hiring extensive. Like if, if the right person wants that and they see it as a value of $10,000, great. That took me like two hours to build and you got, I got $10,000, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So are we going to see more personal branding, Wally? Cause like, like, listen, so you, you literally in a situation where you saw like, dude, Jason's really good. He's a marketer. He gets all this attention and stuff. Um, do you still see yourself being kind of like just behind the scenes, like with your clients or, or when are we going to get to see the, the JC Wally of uh, personal branding and stuff, or, do, or that's not even something you care for? Um, you know, that, that's a great question as well. And you, you, I think you will start seeing stuff, to be honest. I, I've been th- kind of like thinking about the kinds of content that I want to post yeah. and the stuff that I want to do. And actually I, I've hired a coach for this as well. And so he's actually like, like pushing me to, to like, to like start curating and, and do more things as well. Uh, he calls it, you know, influence, right? And it's like, he's like, dude, you, you have influence. Like you can kind of change people's perspective on like how to make money. And so you should definitely like, like kind of push that around and see and see what happens. So I'm definitely interested in, in curating some more stuff for sure. Why am I just now finding out that you hired a coach here on the podcast and not behind the scenes? This is new information to me. So I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> That's new for everybody. I've never hired a coach, you know, and, and you know that, like I never, I never have. And in, in, in this whole time, I, you know, I've been working with JC. I learned from experience and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to hire somebody that, that was going to like help me like kind of shake off some, some residue and like, like get me to a point where I needed, where I could actually like perform and, and do the things that I need to do. Um, which has been, which has been really awesome so far. Same. Yeah. I'm like, I'm now like invested in the masterminds, uh, the coaching, I'm actually hiring staff employees, helping things with like the show and content. I think what's really I, paid, cool, I paid five figures for this coach, just for anybody listening. So like, so like definitely pay for, pay for coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's important. Like, yes, I get it. Like it is a lot of money sometimes, but like if you, if you can, you know, you get the knowledge or if it takes you to the next level and you can like make, you know, increase your income by 20, 30, even 50%, then like that was worth the investment every time. Right. 
For sure. I think my, the biggest, honestly, the biggest growing point for me over the years is like, I'm not at the like kind of nerves phase anymore when it comes to investing. Like I'm so confident in the amount of the skills that I've grown over the years that I can objectively look at, okay, I can easily see the ROI of me doing this. Like if I can just, if I, even if I just do this one thing, right, it, it, it's going to be there. So there's no kind of like, ah, can I do it? I think, I think all three of us are there, right? We're just like, yeah. because we, I, I, yeah, I literally don't like, like how much is skills, it? right? It's yeah. hard when you don't have skills. Yeah. That's the thing. So I, I think for us kind of from years ago, and we hear this from, you know, gurus and coaches all the time, they all say like, you have to get the skills first and we hear it so much, but it never really clicks as to why, but now I truly see why taking the years, like all three of us did and yeah. just focusing on the skills, not overcomplicating. And now we have the skills like, dude, I like me, I know if I lose everything right now, I can literally go and just create money out of thin air. I can do sales. Like I'm, I've gotten in from the time that I was doing it before, even on the show, like I've elevated to a new level in terms of, of calls and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, you know, Fung, dude, Fung's been writing the copy for y'all's, um, your stuff. Like I've been seeing the emails for y'all's event and Fung's copy's getting damn good too. <laughs> yeah. Thank I you. went to him and I was like, I was like, did Wally help you with this? He's like, no. I was like, what? Look at you elevating up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually wrote our entire email sequences and things like that for our new offer that we're doing on our stuff too. Well, when he came back, he was like, what can I help you with? I was like, let me get it out of my brain first. And then come in and, and, and then do it. And so that's, what's been working. And then this last, this, this last set, he was like, he only tweaked a few of my uh, sentences, but for overall. You, for you copywriters out there, that's yeah. copy logicking, by the way. Yeah. Like asyncing, but like working on copy together. Great. It's a great book, by the way. I yeah, great it. book. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think I've read that book. Yeah, it's just being able to bounce ideas off of each other, like being able to write the whole thing out and then having copywriters or someone who's a little bit more experienced than you go back and edit it, right? And then make certain adjustments. Uh, it's kind of like what uh, Russell Brunson did for Stephen Larson before Stephen Larson did his own thing. Yeah. So which begs the final question for all of us, what y'all, what do you guys think for if, it, if someone wants to get into business or learn skills or whatever it is in entrepreneurship, what do you guys think is the fastest way to success? I, I, I think so far after from seeing it, I truly think that partnering with somebody already successful who's making a lot of money and helping them win more is the short, the biggest shortcut. And no, and I know like a lot of people won't want to hear that. Cause they're like, Oh man, well, I put like two years in that's, you know, it's two years, but dude, it flew by like the amount of skills you have now, like in my opinion, it makes just so much more sense um, versus investing into course after course and program after program. And then it, I feel like that process takes a lot longer, but what do, what do you guys think? I have to agree hundred percent because, because it's like, it's like one, one it's one thing to like, to like, uh, to like take a lot of information and like no strategy and that kind of stuff. The other thing is being able to implement and execute and see what it's like and get the live feedback from the market and get those reps in. Right. And, and the reality is that is that sometimes you as a new entrepreneur, it takes you forever to get those at bats. You know what I mean? That's why it takes 10 years for somebody to get really good at marketing sometimes. But yeah. if you come into a big business that's already a fine tuned engine, it already does you know, eight figures or even seven figures right? They already have their processes dialed in and you can just learn from, from what's going on there and like apply it. Um, dude, that's, and, and, and if you get better, especially if you if you can grow those results and you can see it, like your work, like having a positive benefit on the revenue and all these things, like just accumulating over time, like that's, that's going to build your confidence. And of, of course, like you're going to get paid while you, uh, while you earn, well, like learn while you earn. That's the phrase. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, plus I'd imagine for you, I mean, you're seeing Jason literally execute at a high level, right? So I imagine like if you're just being to learn the skills and you're looking at him and the team and be like, holy cow, like this guy does not procrastinate. He just no, actually, so goes and actually I have a funny story about this. <laughs> so every, every uh, week we have, we had a, like, like a task list, right? So you could, it, it was, it was, it was, everybody could see it visible to the whole team. And so you, you could see like how many people, like how many tasks from the week that somebody would execute. And so sometimes the list would be small, right? Like, you know, people have like three tasks they need to get that week or like 12 or, you know, or whatever. Right. I, I literally, I saw one time JC had like 24 tasks on his week and they were not like small things. Like these are like VSLs, like email copy, like, like deep research, like writing for other clients, like that kind of stuff. And he would just like knock that shit out of the park. Like, and all of us sometimes would have like, like much lower things with tasks to do. So it was definitely cool to see like, like his in execution week, level. Knock out like all 24 in a week. Yeah. yeah, All of them in a week. Yes. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. So like, it was cool to see his execution level. And like, that definitely was like a great motivator for me as well. As I was like, you know, working like, oh shit, I can, you know, I can work harder. You know what I mean? Like I could do, I could do more. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, that's really cool to see. Cause uh, you know, behind the scenes when people see influencers like that and they see them like making money and like, oh, they're just good at copy or they're just good at marketing or they're just a guru. I don't think people really understand that behind the scenes, the amount of work and effort they actually put into it how good they are at not procrastinating and execution. And, you know, those are just normal habits that people have to develop. But in your case, because you were just around it, now you're just like, yeah, I don't have an execution problem. <laughs> so, you know, really shortcuts it. Uh, I'm, I'm very um, much like, uh, I don't like, yeah, I don't like to waste time. And I, and I will like call people out like, like super hard now. It's like to a ridiculous level. And yes, sometimes it can be kind of tense, but like, but like I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. Like, like, I, w I don't want to waste my time or yours. You know what I mean? Like, it's both of us, not just me, you know? <laughs> so what happened in the early mornings? Like, before before you guys kind of were into mentorship and, and working, you guys used to be like 4 a.m., you know, hustlers. And now I think you guys sleep in a little bit later, right? What, what, <laughs> what was the change of the transition for that? Is Fung, Fung rubbing off on you, man? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I let him speak on his. I have um, my own reasons as well. but I, And I think that that would be interesting for you guys to hear as well. Yeah. So so for me, doing the whole 4 a.m. thing every every day, right? <laughs> I needed structure, right? And I need – I'm an extreme person. So I have – to give people context, I used to work in the corporate world. I used to be an IT professional and – used to live a really lazy lifestyle in general. So I had to put myself on a very structuralized, intense, like regimen. Otherwise I wasn't going to, otherwise it wasn't going to click. Right. You know, like I, I had to like make the, make it in my brain that, yo, if you don't get up and execute properly for and develop this habit of getting up and getting these things done, not not getting down about yourself, like learning the skills, like don't worry about what other people are like building on that front end. So like that stick to the schedule. And not only that, like I was building a fitness routine too, right? I was a fat guy before, like I was huge and now not so huge. I just weighed myself. At one point in time in my life, I was, you know, 216 pounds. Just now weighing myself on the scale of 140. And I'm only, I'm just shy of five, six, right? Like, so, so someone's short, it's like five, you know, short of five, six, you know, and they're 200 pounds. They look like a ball. Like <laughs> you look, you look very round, right? So a lot of those habits were like, you know, pulling me down, trying to like do something and like killing my, my drive for like wanting to build something. So after doing that for a couple of years, right? Like coming here to Florida, you know, 
Um, we just start earlier than everybody else. So I, I, I'm allowed to a little bit. I, if I wake up at six, it's now seven and over there still, right? Like I don't necessarily need to um, get up as early as much because I've instilled a habit in me that the things that I need to get done the first part of my day, you know, that's where my most energy is concentrated. That's where I really can get stuff done. So had I not done the two years of like getting up at 4.30 and then putting myself through a fitness routine and then putting myself on a schedule, learning the skill set, I wouldn't be as comfortable and confident to execute the things that I do now. Like I can get up at nine and immediately start executing if I need to, right? Like I, I don't have to, you know, if I have a late night and I'm networking with people, you know, and I... <laughs> Just the other night, actually, me and Wally, typically we're home by like, you know, eight or nine, right? We were out till 1130 midnight helping somebody with a marketing strategy. And then I had 6 a.m. workouts the next morning and literally got up that morning, got up actually this morning, um, do a 6 a.m. workout and crushing the day, right? But I've instilled that habit that I can confidently execute. Uh, in a shorter concentrated amount of times because I, I just learned how to focus now. So, but I definitely needed that schedule. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do what I do now if I didn't have that for sure. That same thing for you, Wally? Uh, so I think, I think on my end, um, you know, I, well, what, were, what was required of me to run a, you know, organization of 32 people, <clears throat> read all, like read through all the messages, like, you know, all, all the things that was required of me to do that, I had to wake up early. And I had to, you know, I had to get things done before I ran my team calls and that kind of stuff. Similar to what you're probably experiencing right now, Dylan. Um, <laughs> uh, not, not to jab at you, but like, you know, I love you, but it's kind of, it's funny. I, I see a lot of what happened, what, what I was dealing with within you right now, which is great. You know, it's awesome. You know, you're busy and there's a lot of things happening. Um, you know, for me, the, the amount of responsibility and tasks is much, much lower. I don't have to deal with a lot of people. Um, so the projects I do have, I have plenty of time to execute on them. Right. So for me, like I'm, I'm at a point now where we're at, I've done the, the hard work and execution, to, like to build up the skills. I know I have them. So now I'm more about like, okay, I'm going to relax and enjoy my life and also do the things I love at the same time. Right. And, and I need to have that balance. And also like, you know, meeting more people, networking, like not being in my house, working, not being on phone calls, like, like that kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, juggling a team and stuff and and the content and everything else. Yeah, it's a lot. Definitely. Uh, I wake up early now and uh, I work out before starting my team meetings because if it gets to be later in the day when it comes to appointments and stuff, there's just no, I'm not going to have enough time yeah. uh, to work out. There'll be no, no, no daylight or anything. And I typically work out at home. So now it makes a lot of sense. So uh, I guess in, in final, right? What's, what's the goal? We're in 2022 time of recording this, right? If we've all, we've all elevated up. We know what level we're trying to get to. What are we, what are we shooting for in 2022? Why don't, why don't you go first? How about, yeah. How about, how yeah. About, yeah. We, we yeah. went, now you go, you go, first. you go first. Yeah. When we go first, well, my goal is to, uh, you know, right now I've helped my clients have so much success, right? We, we recently, um, finally had the skill set of being able to duplicate myself down to a simplistic level, uh, and even hiring new people doing complete outbounds. Um, you know, we're, we're cracking hundred K months, like completely cold, you know, which is huge, huge for me, huge for, you know, the confidence. And can I, can I do this in a B2B space and everything? And, um, you know, I'm ready to, to go and launch and, and I want to accomplish the same thing for myself. 
right? I've done it for my clients and I'm more than confident being able to do it for other people. I just know the process now. I've done it so many times. Uh, so that's, that's my goal by end of 2022 is to be at 100K a month. Nice. I like it. I like it. So yeah, well, I, I got a couple of things really, I guess. Um, I want to at least to have like 70 people in my networking group locally going out doing 30 second pitches. And then in tandem in that, I wanted that, I want that to have helped at least 25 entrepreneurs, like be confident in their messaging. Right. And then of that, I hope my offer sells at least to a hundred people this year because <laughs> I work damn hard on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now for you guys, but you know, so even if that comes into fruition, 70, that's a lot, right? I don't think it would fit at the normal location. So where are you guys, where do you guys pivot in the change to be? Well, that's, that's what's interesting about the whole networking piece too, right? I've had a couple of locations reach out to me um, already that really love what we're doing, right? Uh, the networking group, you know, it's, it's free to attend and it's highly valuable. You know, where we do 30 second pitches, you know, um, this people is a- listening would love that by the way, like yeah. literally, you know, you know, your, your stuff's growing so much that people hear about it and are reaching out to you to offer you a location because they know it's growing and they love what you're doing. That's yep. called a good product, by the way. Yeah. And so I've had, I've had two locations reach out to me and ask me about it already. And I said, you know, when I consistently get about, is I, once I pack out this coffee shop it was about 35 people at max, max capacity. So like when we hit 25, we're going to have to actually go look for a new place. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's either that or I go get a megaphone <laughs> and I just start, you know, walking up and down the street. Um, but yeah, like, uh, if, if it gets that big, you know, we'll have to go to a new location. And that's, that's really the goal, right? Actually get so big that I have to go to a new place. I have to put me in, a, in an area that I can house all these people. Cause I'm essentially, we're bringing them business. <laughs> yep. Finally, Wally, kick it off strong. This is it. It's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Grown. <laughs> you got to work with your sensei for two years. Now yep. you're a, a lone wolf able to follow in his footsteps and grow a big brand. What do you got yep. for me? Yeah. So, so, um, I don't think I'm going to build a big, big brand as a, as a, as a copywriter per se. Um, I think that, I think that where, where I'm going to really, um, like hit it this year is probably in the NFT, like web three space, um, launching, launching some NFT collections and then like working on the back end with some of these in like crypto companies and that kind of thing. Uh, I think that that's where I'm going to hit it hard this year. And I would love to hit 20 K passive income by the end of this year. Yeah. Like I do nothing and it just comes oh, like that. Can I piggyback off of that real quick? I want to piggyback off of that. off Because uh, I do have a, I have a, also a goal in this NFT space. And um, I think I told you a little bit about Dylan, but I, we plan on launching an NFT like collection specifically for us. Uh, that's something that me and Wally like have, like we thought about this on a 12 hour drive. And I was like, dude, this is it. This is the salt and, one. Yes. It's okay. a releasing. Yeah. yeah. It's dope. It's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm calling it seasoning salts. And so there's seasons to it. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I can get into <laughs> all, I can get yeah, into we'll, a lot we'll, of we'll it. Plug into that. Right. I'll, I'll plug it in, but the, the, I would say the end goal for that is to, to at least have these launched and then, the the envision that i have for it is to maybe create a comic book but that's all i'll say that's all i'll sure say. 
But for you, Wally, when you say 20K passive, do you, do you mean that even like, does it, for you, does that count if it's crypto like passive or do you mean like actual like business USD passive? USD passive. Oh, my dude. He's like, nah, I could do that. He's, he's, he's like, I'm already going to do the crypto. He already knows it. <laughs> he yeah. already knows it's good. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already there. Yeah. The 20, yeah. I mean, I the USD, yeah we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, listen, uh, for everyone that has been tuned in, um, you know, thanks for staying with us this long. Um, wanted to give you guys an update on everything. Hope you guys got, got some value from the lessons that we've learned and, uh, the lessons that we're going to continue to give. So going to be hitting the podcast and the show, uh, a lot more consistent. I, I, I want to do a show a week for everybody here. I'm gonna do my best to get as many awesome special guests onto the show where we can cover uh, different polarizing topics. Um, one of the things that I love about this is like, even if, if I have an opinion on a lot of the topics that they're going to have, um, I want to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. So whether I agree or did I disagree, whatever, when guests on the show is I want to say, well, a lot of other people say this, what do you say? Cause that's to me, that's where a lot of the breakthroughs are coming in. And, uh, those are my, those are my, my best moments as well. Uh, when I like learning things. So, uh, thanks to everyone who has been, you know, following the show since the beginning. Uh, thank you everyone who is, is catching us new. Make sure you guys like the video, please subscribe to the, the podcast. You guys are uh, on the road. You guys literally just go in on, um, gosh, on Apple or Spotify and, and just, just listen to a live. Um, but for those who are actually viewing it on YouTube, as always, I love you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys in future episodes and I hope you guys have a, a killer week. Plan out your goals. Get a mentor if you don't have one so you can be like Wally and, uh, you know, look, look, look freaking amazing shirtless and have your mentor like take your style, man. That's like the <laughs> ultimate dream and goal. That's what I'm striving for. I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a scrub until that happens, man. So I got to get to that level. But uh, hope everyone has an awesome, fantastic day. You too. Thank you guys for taking time to be on the show today as well. As always, I love you too. And uh, everyone, see you on the next episode, the Knowledge Boner Experience. Later, see guys. ya. Thanks. <laughs>